The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. Welcome. Welcome to another podcast of Tea and Talk. My name is Robert Bain, and this podcast is emanating from Nassau, Bahamas, one of the islands of the Commonwealth of Bahamas. Uh, we boast of uh, 700 islands, that is. Uh, 16, I think, is inhabited by, I guess, regular local people like myself. And I think recently the number two has gone up to like 30. I think persons have been purchasing, I think, parcels of land in our country. But that's okay. Um, we are a country of beautiful people. Um, and you are invited to come. Today is a beautiful day in the Bahamas. It's the 10th of uh, October. Uh, today, the month is just going very quickly, um, but that's okay. Today is a special podcast. Um, all, all podcasts are special, very special. Um, it's designed for persons like myself who are culturally minded, who are artists, so we can um, share. We can talk about the things that uh, we are unhappy about, or we can talk about the things that uh, makes us happy. But one thing for sure, we know that at the end of this podcast, you'll be much smarter. That's our hope. But today, I am delighted to in to have on my podcast um, a person who's an author, photographer, and historian, Rosemary C. Hanner. Um, always admired her. I see some of the things that she do, all the photographs she takes, all the wonderful uh, pictures she does of... Uh, the yeah, her garden. Rosie, welcome. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> welcome to Tea and Talk. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Robert. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, yes, I'm looking through. That's through. a long introduction. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's the, the whole thing about this podcast is uh, it's our time and we we do with it as mm. we uh, as we please. Um, it's about um, it's about us and um, and I particularly. Interested in, I'm interested in some of the things that you're interested in. I am really much uh, interested in the history of, of, of Nassau, well, the Bahamas. I am interested in Over the Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Over the Hill. I, I also want to talk about possibly, I don't want you to give, it, give all the information out, but some of the things that you're doing. I know now that you're writing uh, another book but you can possibly uh, just uh, we can talk about just a little bit because I know uh, writers have some some way, you know, we want to keep everything um, private until it's released to the public. I'm looking forward to releasing my book, Profiles of Bahamian Dance, um, in November. But Rosie, I, um, I noticed that you have uh, spent some time uh, taking photographs of buildings, um, 
And I noticed too that they're knocking down a lot of buildings yes, yes, yes. around the island. You know, um, I really got into photography through my brother Purse. He, from when I was a young girl, mm-hmm. always had a camera. Remember the Polaroid camera? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, that's how I really got interested in photography. And, and I always had a little camera. Okay. Well, I really got deeply into it after I retired um, from banking. And um, I was involved in the soup kitchen activities of, of my church, St. Agnes Church. Okay. And you're driving around my old neighborhood where I grew up, um, over the hill. I was born in the heart of Over the Hill, at the corner of Jail Alley and um, Anderson Street. Ah. And, um, you know, driving around um, delivering soups to the elderly people in, in um, Grandstown, it got to be very depressing when I saw the deterioration in the area and the, how some people were living. And that's when I actually started to take pictures of the, the homes that were still standing, that okay. were still looking good. And, the, and my, the book evolved from that and also the documentary um, movie on Nassau's Over the Hill. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some of those buildings are, I mean, the ones that I've seen, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just in pristine condition. Yes. And those buildings are well well made. Well, actually, the house that I grew up in at Anderson Street, mm-hmm. um, it's still standing. That house was built in 1927, I think, mm-hmm. and it's still in pristine um, shape. Mm-hmm. My brother, who lives next door, he, he owns the house now. Okay. And it has all the original moldings and everything. Wow. You should see the workmanship inside. It's just exquisite. And it's very well kept. In fact, I think I have some pictures of, of that on my Facebook page somewhere. I'll post them again so people can see what it looks like. Wow. And then also the house where my mother grew up on Market Street. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still standing. Um, it's just a little, about a block or two down from Transfiguration Baptist Church okay. on the same side, on the western side of the street. That's still standing, and some of my cousins still live there. And that house was built in the... Um, Early 1900s. Wow. Early, early, yeah, early 1900s because my mother was born in 1906. Mm-hmm. And I think it was born, this bill sometime after she was born. And it's still standing too. And those houses, they have never been affected or damaged by hurricane. Never. Yes. Ever. Is that one of the houses where the, there's... Um, it's a little garret at the top. You know, it has a little, um, it had dormer windows. Right. It's a gray house. And you can go underneath the floor? Yeah, you can go under the, the because it, they're all set up on those limestone blocks, exactly. you know? You know, mm-hmm. some, there's something... We, you know, as children, we used to play under the floor of our house. Exactly, yeah. You know? Yeah. What is so interesting about that, though, you know, um, back in the day, persons, they those houses were built that way for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, realizing that we live in, in, in a hurricane kind of mm-hmm. zone, those houses were built for particular reasons. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I remember somebody saying to me that back in the day, you had to build your house like three foot above the road or something like that. Right. I don't know where people are going with I these sexy <laughs> houses these days, that, right? But we still live in Nassau, and yes. hurricanes still pass through this area. Mm-hmm. But the houses were built where is that the air can actually flow Ventilation underneath, underneath and also very steep roofs right. So for ventilation. So they have the little um, dormers with the little... Um, Things for air to go into the attics exactly. and all like that. Right, for ventilation and all like that. They were built for very, very well built. Well built, yeah, and they and they have sustained mm-hmm. many hurricanes. Right, many hurricanes. That's interesting, uh, Rosie. Tell me, paint a picture for me, mm-hmm. um, because I'm I'm from Grand Bahama. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother lives lived in Nassau um, pretty much um, in her youth, um, and I know she still. If, if ever we have a conversation right now, mm-hmm. 
Um, she always used the word farm road, right? Oh, yeah, farm road. <laughs> right? You know how that came about? Because um, anything going south, coming when you come over the, the arch, okay, um, Gregory Arch, and going down, all that property way down in the back, there was farm farmland. Ah. And the people used to use that route coming from the south to go out to Bay Street and the market to sell their wares. Okay. That's how they came to call it farm road. But it's actually Market Street. Market Street. Yeah, Market Street or Farm Road. Well, she goes mm -hmm. to, to this very day. We have mm -hmm. a conversation, and she'll always refer to Farm, farm Road. Road to, yeah, to, lots of people still refer to it as Farm Road. Yeah, Farm Road. Mm -hmm. Wow. But paint a picture for me. Um, let's say the well, you you were you were born in the forties. I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and so you lived over the hill. Mm -hmm. um, Paint a picture for me of what life was like living um, living in Nassau, um, 50s. You know, it, it was very peaceful, mm -hmm. very peaceful. And neighbors even neighbors were like, like family, in, mm -hmm. at least in my neighborhood. Right. A lot of the people who lived in my neighborhood were family. Mm -hmm. But even those who were not blood relatives, we all lived like family. Mm -hmm. And then another thing, too, was that the church... Um, bound us together. Many of us in our area all, all went to St. Agnes Church, although some other people went to Roman Catholic, Methodist, and Baptist churches. But um, everybody looked out for each other. And another good thing about growing up over the hills is that all the houses in my neighborhood, all, we all had porches. Right. We all had porches. And the afternoons, you sit on your porch. People would be passing by. You stop and you chat with your neighbors. Mm -hmm. And we, the children were in and out of each other's homes. You know, So everything... And although... There was discrimination as a child. We were not really aware of, of what was going on. We were happy in our own environment, right. you know. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we knew that there were certain places, places that we couldn't go, but it didn't bother us mm -hmm. because we lived in our own um, neighborhoods and we enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much, I mean, I... I came and when I came into this world in the 50s, mm -hmm. so and pretty the late 50s, um, and... I think we, I'm, I might have gotten a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. uh, we had, uh, I grew up in an area in Freeport and Grand Bahama called Seagrave, 8 mm -hmm. Mile Rock, mm -hmm. down 8 Mile mm -hmm. Rock there. And we had pretty much the same. We had a lot of persons there who were from the Turks and Caicos Island. Um, it was Seagrave, it was uh, Pinedale and Jonestown, persons from the Turks and Caicos Island. Mm -hmm. But we had that same sort of, of um Camaraderie, At camaraderie yeah. atmosphere mm -hmm. where everybody knew everybody in the community. There mm -hmm. were porches, etc., and you always see somebody passing. If you saw somebody passing, you, and you know that they were not from your area, by the time they get to the end, somebody else knows yes. that, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, but it was that 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 community that um, and everybody looked mm -hmm. out for e each other. And I remember a person saying that you know. Um, I used to get beaten from so-and-so down the road because my parents gave them permission <laughs> to do that because, you know, they had the right, the older yeah, person yeah, had, yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, I know some of us tried to stand up to adults uh, when we were growing up and me and in my era, and I know that I punished for I got punished for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but that don't happen like that these no, days. No, with, no, with it's some, a different kettle of fish altogether now. You know, but... Um, but the type, the churches that were around, what, um, what are some of the churches? You, you, you mentioned the Anglican well, Church. St. Agnes Church mm -hmm. was my church. Mm -hmm. Wesley Methodist Church. Wesley. Um, St. Francis, Bethel Baptist Church, and St. John's Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. were the ones that I was familiar with. And then there was also what we used to call the Jumper Church, Aeneas Church. Uh -huh. I think that was somewhere down 
East Street. And they're on East Street and Lily at the Valley Corner now. Right. Before they moved there, there was in another area. That was the big church. And I remember, no, not the Church of God of Prophecy, the Church of God, which was um, introduced to the Bahamas by um, Reverend Enius, who was the father of Dr. Cleveland Enius Senior. Senior. okay. And the Church of God of Prophecy people broke away from the Church of God and started the Church of God of Prophecy. Ah. That's how that came about. That's interesting. Plenty of history there. Yeah, lots of history. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I, you know, like, I always say, you know, if you if you dig deep enough in Nassau, any place mm-hmm. else in the Bahamas, you can find some serious stuff. Because and, you know, there were many break-offs because um, so, um, St. John's Baptist Church broke off from Bethel. So, um, uh, uh, give me some names of persons uh, that actually grew up in your area that, that became, um, that, became prominent figures in our country? Well, um, for instance, we had um, S. Well, S. McPherson, he was much older than us, you know. Mm-hmm. So Lyndon Pindling grew up on, on Mason's Edition on East Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfred Maycock was from um, Mason's Edition. Um, Carlton Francis and his brother, Reverend um, Francis, they were from Mason's Edition. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the Mortimers up at the top of East Hill, they started out in Mason's Edition and they moved up the East up, um, at the top of the hill on East Street, and lots of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the history. Mm-hmm. What is so interesting about Over the Hill is that I, I, I've discovered that most of our um, our leaders actually came from um, from Over the Hill. From, from you know, I remember when I was doing the documentary on um, Nassau's Over the Hill. Juliet Barnwell, she was so funny, you know, mm-hmm. and she was talking about people asking her, "You still live here? You still live over the hill? You still live in Baintown?" She said, "But this is home." You know, mm-hmm. and she said, "If you're comfortable with yourself, you're comfortable wherever you are." That's right. And then she she, she quipped. She said, and "Plus, anybody who's anybody come from over the hill anyway." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, and she was speaking the truth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But over the hill. But how much have uh, over the hill changed? Oh, it's changed terribly. Yeah. Um, because like a lot of the people have moved on. Like like I explained to you earlier, after I retired from from banking and started to drive around the areas, I was shocked when I saw the condition of some of the areas that, that I knew when I was growing up, you know. Yeah. So a lot of people moved out, and um, they'd move out to the suburbs, and they, they would rent. And um, some, of the, uh, some of them became slumlords, unfortunately. Wow, you yeah, know? yes. Yeah, I notice from time to time you get a little, like you, like in your your bio, you mm-hmm. you um, it's mentioned that you are also an activist, and oh, I notice yes, that. Oh yes, yes, yes. It really distresses me when I see the way some people live and you know the conditions. For instance, the street that I live that I grew up on, Anderson Street. There are maybe my, my the two Hannah houses, the house that I grew up in, my brother's house, um, and a few others on that street. That still look good. Otherwise, the place is a dump. Wow! It's it's very distressing to drive through there. I go there often because I have to. Vi- I visit my brother every week, sometimes a couple of weeks, you know, okay. a couple of times a week. But and, and then the general area, you know, when you're coming down East Street after you pass Mortimer's Candy Kitchen, mm-hmm. and you make the turn by the prison wall, yes, um, by the Mothers Club there, yes, yes. When you drive around there, uh, it used to be so beautiful up there. Just yesterday, I drove through there, and it's so much garbage, and it's it's just terrible. You know? What do you think needs to happen first to to, to to bring some semblance of what we know of? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the like now in America, mm-hmm. and there's a thing with gentrification. Gentrification, yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it has its 
goods and it's bad. No, it's just negative aspects too because once people get into some areas, then ordinary people cannot can, afford, can, cannot cannot afford, afford to, to, to buy, you know? But what, what, mm. what do you think that need, I mean, should happen? But I mean, you know, for instance, I have a very good friend, um, Andrew Rowe, okay. otherwise known as Ankonkole um, Konkola. He is really, he is a fanatic when it comes to the environment. Mm -hmm. And it was he who brought the concept of World Cleanup Day to the Bahamas over, over six years ago. Mm -hmm. And this year for the first time, um, this has been the first, on the 16th of sep September past, we had different people working in different areas. He got, he got the people in Engleston and they were cleaning up their areas. Some families went out to the beach and clean, cleaned up their areas. And my church and Agnes was involved and we, we had quite a few people out that Saturday morning going around picking up garbage in, um, in Grandstown and in the, in, in the areas around there. But people need to do that every day and we need to stop dumping. Right. People need to have more personal and, and um, national pride and stop dumping all over the place. All the derelict vehicles and this, um, the sidewalk, garages and things, it's just, it gets to be so depressing sometimes, you know. But we have to keep pressing on. We have to keep pushing for people to do better. Back in the day, I remember my dad making a, he's make a big, my dad was, my dad was a fanatic. And the, mm -hmm. the yard had to be kept a certain oh, way yes. and the house and everything mm -hmm. else. And he had all boys before he had a girl. Mm -hmm. And so we had our responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But I remember back in the day, it was a big deal where, uh, because persons used to come through the neighborhood and, and check the properties out. Mm. Um, I don't know if that was a thing that just happened in Grand Bahama. Uh, I don't know if it was a thing that happened uh, uh, um, in the Bahamas period. Mm -hmm. But they used to, we had to, our yard had to be kept. At a certain standard. A certain standard. Yes. Uh, there had to be no refrigerators or no, no cars, cars mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I don't know if that was a, some law or some, sub, but I knew it happened mm -hmm. in, in mm -hmm. Grand Bahama and persons made a big deal out of it and they kept their yards clean. And I mean, they're so surrounding. Of course, oh, there were one or two persons who, who try to defy uh, mm -hmm. what was going yeah. on. You know, in our neighborhood, the thing is, like, everybody really kept their places beautifully when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And it, it was an inspiration when you see one neighbor doing something, then the other would would, would follow suit, you yes, know? So yes. the whole area was clean. But now, as it is now, where my brother lives, he's surrounded by rotten decay. The houses north of him, two houses north of him are rotting and just literally falling down. The house to the west of him on jail alley the roof just recently collapsed uh, it's, it's just terrible what do you think need to happen rosie i i just don't know people just need to take more pride and i i asked the neighbor to the north of him if they're going to demolish the two houses he says they're going to be repairing one but the other one is just gonna have to stay there for the time being that's been sitting there for well over 40 years just rotting should government but you know something, the Department of Environment and Health, uh -huh. they're useless. Oh, God. As far as I'm concerned, That's they're right. absolutely useless. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometime, time ago, they used to go around putting these numbers, um, dates and things on for people to remove derelict cars and have them moved by a certain time. Mm -hmm. that, that, even that doesn't happen. But even back then, when they used to put the dates for people to move the vehicles, they would just stay there anyway, and there was no follow-up. Absolutely no follow-up. Wow. There has to be something done. There has to be something done. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, this is a tourism destination. People come here, and I know for a fact, my, some of my friends, when mm -hmm. they come here, they, they want to go over the hill. They want to go mm -hmm. where the 
People, when when you travel, you want to see the, the real people. The real people, yeah. You want to mix and see with real people and do and the indigenous things, mm. not do things that are created for the tourists. That's you know? right, that's right. And to tell you the truth, Bay Street itself is very depressing. Very depressing. It's dirty. Oh, it's, it's dirty. Oh, my it's God. filthy. Yes. It's very depressing. Yeah. yeah. You remember a couple of years ago when some, some staff from one of the cruise lines, they did some video talking and singing about how dirty Nassau was. Everybody was up in arms, but the people were speaking the truth. Yeah. Yeah, they were speaking right. the truth, you know. Yeah, Nassau don't, Nassau don't stop mm. as far as Bay Street. Nassau no. goes all the way, all the way back. I, I, I was told that 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 uh, in years past um, that that the city of Nassau ended at at Wolf Road. Is mm. that? No, the city of Nassau, the city of Nassau was ended like by Delancey Street, Delancey the actual Street. city of Nassau. Okay, but over the hill ended at Wolf Road. At when Wolf I was Road. a child, there was hardly anything. South of Wolf Road. Really? Only farmland and bush. You know, Fox Hill, you had Adelaide, Fox and those little those settlements and all like that. But when I was growing up, there was no no um Poinciana Drive as a little girl. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no Poinciana Drive and everything below Wolf Road and um was bush. Farmland. So so South Beach and East Street South, those places did not exist. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. And the grove and all those areas. Yeah, that was it? that was barren land. Really? Yes. So when the when the and the blue hills and all like that where they have the, the um, you know when you go down East Street where they cut down the two hills on the side there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. East Street South none of that was there, you know that was just it was just a forest. So when so when did when did development start? Do you have it any idea? It started like in the um, I would say in the fifties in the early fifties. Okay. Because I remember we we had property like where I live now on mm. on Seabreeze Lane. We had that was crown land that was granted to my mother and father, and I remember as a child, I was a little girl maybe, and my my sister was a baby in the push in the carriage used to have. We used to walk from Anderson Street to Fox Hill, the whole family, mm. and the route that we took, we went down East Street down to Wolf Road, mm-hmm. east on Wolf Road, to Bernard Road. There was nothing south. There was no Prince Charles Drive or anything like that. Kidding me. East, east on um, Bernard Road, down Fox Hill Road, mm-hmm. you know, where the prison is now and then in that area there. None of that was there. It's interesting. None. Oh, I wonder how many And I remember my that. brothers running in and out of the bushes on, on um, Fox Hill Road, getting dillies and coming out and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That, was, that was virgin land. That was forest. And where I'm living now, when when I moved up there in um, 1974, that was a little track road. Seabreeze Lane was mm-hmm. a track road, and it was just a little dirt road. It didn't go all the way out to Seabreeze. And the people who were on that street were Pindus. Um, they were the nurseries now. They had a chicken farm, mm-hmm. Kendrick Williams and his wife, and the clerks who lived further west on, on Seabreeze Lane, and a house that... Um, Bodie Senior had built on somebody else's property that what he went to jail for. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Orton Bodie Senior. Oh, my <laughs> word. Orton Bodie Senior. Oh, my word. He was a crook. Oh, he went to jail for building on other people's property. And the house is still there. The, the Davis people, they got their property back, you know. Uh-huh. And um, the families, the Davis family still is there in the house that Bodie built for them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's funny. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 Nassau again. I am just always fascinated mm-hmm. by this little island that's twenty-one mm-hmm. by by seven. 
Um, but uh, if you're listening to us, it's 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 a beautiful place to come. It is beautiful. Uh, this is a naturally beautiful place, and we do not appreciate what we have. That's why when the people, other people come, they want to stay. They want to stay, and they want to buy, and they're buying up. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And in the, we've got to the point now where. I mean, regular, hard-working Bahamians cannot afford to buy a piece of property. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and they, we were talking about purchasing property and how difficult it is. And, difficult. And how uh, back in the day, uh, we, and uh, we were talking, as a matter of fact, we talked about when the money changed, which mm-hmm. was in 1966. 1966. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and before then, I remember my dad, um, buying a piece of property and saying how he spent like five pounds for this property mm-hmm. or ten pounds, yeah. and I thought it was such a, <laughs> such a, a large. That was, that was big money then. Big money that then. Was big money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I remember in '66. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, the money, the money that pound, we used now. Pounds, shillings, and pence. We were, yeah, we were pounds, shillings, and pence back in the day, and That's we right. they changed that in 1966. Mm-hmm. I remember that yeah. they had the little booklet with, with all the conversions. I yes, was around yes. then, I tell mm-hmm. you, but. Um, Back over the hill, mm-hmm. um, over the hill was really um, there's a lot of activities that actually happened with, that was happening over the hill. A lot of things went over went on over there, especially as far as entertainment, entertainment and, and that's things where I like go. that. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in a musical home, right? Okay. Because my father and brother were musicians. You had the Silver Slipper, you had the Zanzibar, mm-hmm. and uh, other places like that, and you had live Bahamian bands in. Little um, nightclubs all over the island. I heard. All over the island, up in Fox Hill and all over the place. Live bands. I heard the show that one. On Bay Street, Mm -hmm. you had maybe five or six nightclubs where you had live bands Mm -hmm. playing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that all died when the PLP government allowed the um, cruise ships to come in here and open up their entertainment while they were on in in port. Mm -hmm. Other places you go, like I took a cruise to um, Bermuda a few years ago. Once you get into port on Bermuda, they have to shut down their own entertainment on the ship and bring in Bermudans to entertain people on the ship. But we threw it all threw it all away when we allowed the cruise ships to come in here and just do as they, they pleased, and they're continuing to do that. It, it killed the music industry. There are so many Bahamians who can't... We have so many wonderful Bahamian musicians who have had to go abroad to earn a living. Yeah. You know, and the, the ones who are here are, are still struggling, and they're bringing in foreign entertainers, they're paying them up front, and then they're leaving the Bahamians hanging sometimes. It's uh, terrible. It's horrible. Ah, man. Ooh. What about um, Shape All Mares? I went there once in my life. Mm-hmm. I, was a, I was a little girl. I think he had already died by then. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I understand it was a fabulous place. I know they had a basement and everything down there mm-hmm. on, on Marcus. I went there once. It was a beautiful place, you mm-hmm. know. But his was a tragic was a tragic ending, you know. Yes, it was. Very, very tragic. Yeah, I it, remember when <clears> I was a girl, they used to have a, a photograph of him in the city city pharmacy um, on window Bay Street. on Bay Street. I heard about so that. Everybody used well. to stop to look at this handsome man, you know. Yes, yes, I've heard mm, the stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard the stories. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's one photograph in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of the the few photographs of the building the itself. Itself, mm-hmm. um, but through my family, I learned that. Um, <clears throat> well, the, the, I think the well, Peanut Peanut Taylor. Um, uh, he said that it was a a, a fifty room hotel. Okay, it, it mm-hmm. had a, mm-hmm. a 
an animal husbandry mm-hmm. um, that had more than one theater, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I know... P- it was very honest <coughs> from what I, what I can yes. recall as a little girl once I went in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was told that uh, eventually at some point in time, the Bethels, eh? Um, the one that owns Bethel Electronic on Wolf Road. Oh, okay. I mm-hmm. heard that they actually uh, rented it and turned it into a movie theater. Do you oh, know anything about okay. that? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know I that didn't either. Know that. But you no. know, when, when you sit down with with your family mm-hmm. and um, and they are telling um, stories of okay. uh, of past, mm-hmm. you know, they would say stuff like that, and mm-hmm. like they they knew these things, you know. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so uh, I mean. It could be so, could not be mm-hmm. so, but they said that uh, the Bethels, they were the oh, ones that actually, okay. yeah. But uh, he apparently... Peter Bethel's father you're talking about. Well, the persons who own the electric, electrical store on uh, Wolf Road. Right? Yeah, 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 I know. Right yeah. Next mm-hmm. to the um, Reverend Hanschel's place. Yeah, okay, right, yes. okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I I discovered, and the same thing, the same thing in Grand Bahama. Um, mm-hmm. They had uh, you go to Jack Tower Hotel down in West End. Uh, mm-hmm. They had entertainment down there. Uh, they had nightclubs um, uh, in the Freeport area, mm-hmm. um, and uh, all of a sudden, it all just disappeared. Yeah. Join me for the continuation of my discussion with Rosemary Hanna. You're listening to Tea and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.